It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. But kind of sticking on here with the Yamamoto stuff, let's talk about the teams that did not. Get Please, let's and, do that. Uh, I mean, we know. Well, actually, we don't really know really anything about what was the Red Sox offer here. What was did the Blue Jays make an offer? Like, what was what was the deal with the Giants? Like, because we saw that the report that they had dropped out. Yeah. Um, I had personally been told from a person that I trust that the Giants, uh, or not the Giants, or who could be maybe it was the Giants. Um, that a team that had dropped out of the running had come back in and put in the highest bid. Ooh. And then after that, that's when the Giants dropped out. So I'm wondering if it was the Giants that did that. There was, because- uh, I had some Giants followers that, that, that told me that Farhan and, and you know, guys that, that, that follow Giants beat reporters and, and, and the media, much, much closer than I do, that it was out there that Farhan was going to give Yamamoto whatever he wanted. So it wouldn't surprise me. That makes me think he was just dead set on L.A. from the very beginning. Yeah, look at the – have you seen the video of MLB last night after the deal was announced, showed a video of Yamamoto running up to Otani, tapping him on the shoulder, getting him to turn around, hugging him like a a child hugging a parent after he ends – seen him for a week because they'd been away on a business trip you look at his face in that moment how was he he was never going anywhere else the way Otani structured the contract the focus that the Dodgers went to him obviously Yamamoto's affection for Shoei Otani he was never going anywhere else it was everything this was all a ruse to get the Dodgers to go to three twenty-five plus a fifty million dollars signing bonus, he was going to the Dodgers the whole time. Yeah, I personally, in hindsight, I think that's really what it was. Yes. I think he he listened with the Yankees, listened sure. with the Mets. You know, he was hearing what they had to say. Um, you know, Cohen really went that extra mile. You know, going to Japan, having dinner. Um, but I had always said about the Mets. Yeah. I always felt like there was a limit for how far they were going to go. And, and yeah. I was, I pushed back on those Mets fans. that said, no, this is Cohen. You, you know, this guy's going to just throw bags of money down on the table right mm-hmm. in front of him during that mm-hmm. dinner. 
Um, I always pushed back against that. And I said this last night on the show, don't forget. And, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but don't forget he hired David Stearns. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but the guy's a nerd. And I mean that in a good way. Sorry. In my opinion, you're not bringing in a nerd to just keep blowing through all the money you got, right? You bring mm-hmm. that guy in just like when John Henry of my Red Sox bringing in Heim Bloom. You had Dave Dombrowski, who's going to be arguably the arguably the greatest executive ever with, with how many World Series he's won, you know, all the players and trades that he's brought in. You had that guy and you got rid of him to bring in Heim Bloom to help you reset that payroll, you know, to get that farm system yeah. going. Yeah. That's David Stearns. Like that is literally he Heim Bloom is not David Stearns, but that's the same type of mold. And Cohen, as soon as I saw that he that that's the guy they brought in, and once you saw all this stuff like, oh, Cohen's gonna come out, come up with a huge offer. I never bought it. I thought they would have a strong offer, but I never saw them going crazy, right? They would go well, as far as they could, but they're they're going to tap out at some point. I didn't know if they were going to be the winner, but I didn't think they were going to go crazy. Like, they didn't they didn't get million. a chance to tap out though. Like the 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 That's word is thing. the reporting is that 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 uh Yamamoto told the teams that he wanted to be at 300. The Mets said they would go to 325. This is all reporting that Yamamoto then went back to the Dodgers and asked if they would go to 325. They went to 325 plus another 50 for the signing bonus. And they never went. And, and then Yamamoto's camp never went back to the Mets to see if the Mets would beat that. I think from where I'm coming from, I, I think I'm more looking at that 325 and thinking, all right, well, well if Cohen has all this money, why didn't he just throw down 350? Well, because again, if if you think about it, if if Cohen believes that 300 is what you're asking for, like if he comes to you, Yamamoto's agent, if Joe Wolf comes to you and says, you got to be at 300, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's a strong play by Steve Cohen to say, we'll go 325. Like that's a strong play. And then Yamamoto and his camp and Joe Wolf, they say, okay, great. Thanks. We got to circle back with the other teams and we'll see if anyone else is, is, is playing ball. And they circle back to the other teams and they go to the Dodgers and they tell the Dodgers, here's where the Mets are at. The Dodgers come back with their offer. And then there is no communication back with the Mets from that point on, which is, we don't know. We don't know. Steve Cohen may have said, all right, we're done. At the end of the day, I feel like Steve Cohen's driving the ship. If Steve Cohen wants a player, he's going to get a player no matter what David Stern says. Right. I mean, yeah. the thing about Boston and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, they it, it was ownership also it was it was not only the general manager it was not only Heim Bloom uh it was it was the ownership's directive yeah. we got all these salaries it's out of control we need to make changes david price has got to go things have to change we have too much money but it felt like that was top down mm-hmm. here with the mets steve cohen wants a guy he's going to go get him and david Stearns might be like well he doesn't really fit and steve cohen's going to be like quiet you go sit in the corner <laughs> I want this guy. Well, I just have it like I, 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 I see that. I think I think that could happen in in special situations, right? This is a special mm-hmm. situation, of course. Yes. Um, but I, 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 I wouldn't see that being like all the time. I wouldn't Agreed. see that happening. Agreed. I yep. think he Stearns is a highly respected guy. Yep. I, I am curious to think was Stearns 
there, you know, telling him like, this might be getting a little much. Right? He's poking like, him it, on the shoulder. He's like, he's like, he's like, Steve, it's, it's too much, Steve. Steve, Steve, it's too much. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd love to hear that, that story at some point. I, yeah, I'd like too. to, I'd like to hear how far were they willing to go? Uh, yeah. Cause reports are, like you said, they didn't really get another chance. Right. So who knows? Will we mm. find out one day if maybe they were willing to go 350, even crazier? Well, I don't know. Right. We'll have to wait and see. But let's get into some of these other teams. Well, let's stay on the Mets here real quick. Sure. Um, with the Mets, they got really, uh, you know, they got the short end of the stick here, right? Mm -hmm. it, it seemed like they were perhaps used for leverage, but now they got to focus on their own season. So if you were to give like a quick thing here, what do you think the Mets need to do? What do you, do you think yeah. they go make a splash elsewhere or, do you think they kind of stay on that track to what they were looking at at 2025 being that year where they really want to go all in? Do you think they make some small moves or maybe we see a splash? I, everything we're hearing at least immediately after the, you know, during this fallout period is that there won't be a splash. Mm -hmm. The Blake Snell, the Jordan Montgomery thing is not, a, it is not a possibility at this point that could, that could certainly change. But in this fallout period, it sounds like they're not going to make that knee jerk splash move maybe they go after imanaga maybe they go after some other i mean i still think they need another pitcher um yeah. I, I kind of wonder if this turns into a situation where they rethink things with pete alonzo look we're at a point i have a video coming out probably tomorrow i don't think i'm going to premiere it tonight but it's all done it is ready to go i think i'm going to premiere it tomorrow where i'm proposing a Mets trade and I'm proposing a Pete Alonso trade. I still think it's a 1% chance, but if you are the Mets, here's the, here's the rationale behind it. If 2024 is going to be a year that you know you are not in World Series or bust mode, you are in let's just try to be competitive mode, our World Series teams are 2025, 2026, what the hell is Pete Alonso doing on your team then? If you can turn Pete Alonso into prospects, I think you do it. And I, I still think that it's, again, 99% that he stays with us. You either extend him or you trade him. There is no point in having Pete Alonso in a lame duck year sitting on your roster because, again, if you're not, if you're not going for it, what's the point? Turn him into prospects and then... Do what you'll have to do anyway. Bid for him in the open market. But you'll be bidding for him, and you'll have three prospects maybe in return. I don't know yeah, if this that's... forces them to move Pete Alonzo, but it did planted the seed back in my mind that mm, without Yamamoto, if they're not going to make any big moves now, if they don't extend Pete, what the hell is he doing on the team? Trade him. I agree with you, actually. I, I think that's actually the best move. If the right deal comes up, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the Mets, we've seen the 2025 thing, but they still have good players on this team. So mm -hmm. I don't see why they couldn't go out there and try to compete for a wild card. I mean, it's not like they're just dumping the season. Like you still right. have good players on this team. You have a good, you have an ace in Kadai Senga, you have yeah. Francisco Lindor, right? There's good players. Now taking Pete Alonso off, wouldn't help you um 
but could they possibly still be perhaps competitive even without Pete Alonso? That's losing a lot of power, a lot of run production. But I could see the right if the right deal comes along where before the season starts, where maybe they could get someone that's under control, yep. maybe get a pitcher. They could use they definitely could use some more pitching mm-hmm. in this system if they you know, if the right opportunity came along, I could see mm-hmm. him doing it. We'll have to see. Or could it just be they hang on to him, maybe deadline. That's what we kind of look at. Where like we sure. saw his name pop up at the deadline last year. Yeah. So I I think eventually, I think in my opinion, I think you should try to take advantage of that value. And yep. the sooner the better. Yeah, that, that be- value is only going to go down. Right now on baseball yeah. trade values, his value is actually kind of low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I argue that he might be one of the guys that are, that are undervalued, mm-hmm. but it, still it's a rental player. So yeah. you, you deal him now, you, you can maybe get three prospects. If you wait to deal him in July, you might mm-hmm. get one or two and who knows what the caliber of a, a two prospect package would be. Yeah, I think he's I around. Think, I think he's around like a ten million dollar value on there, eleven million or so. Eleven, and it's. I think it's eleven and a half. Um, because I just ran that trade. I, I listen. I built a trade with the Blue Jays where the Blue Jays sent three. I I already put it on Twitter, and Mets fans hate it. Um, understandably so. I didn't expect anything of less. I hate it. Uh, yeah, the, you know the funny thing is though, Mets some some Mets fans are countering. Uh, throw Bo Bichette in, and then we can talk, which is just nonsense. So you, but, but if you could turn Pete Alonzo into two pitching prospects, a guy that the Blue Jays drafted in the first round in 2022, uh, a guy that they drafted in one of the high rounds, I think it was also 22 and a high pedigree uh, college bat that projects to do pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you take three prospects? Uh, I believe that was a four and eight and a nine. No, no. Four, nine, and 13 in the Blue Jays organization for Pete Alonzo. And eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I don't know. I kind of, if, if it's for a rental, if I'm the Mets and, and Pete's going to be a free agent, if I can't extend him, I got to get something. I don't know how many good offers are going to come back. Yes, Isaiah, Vlad would be your designated hitter. Pete would be your first baseman. That's how they would run that. Yeah. The Blue Jays need to try to do something impossible. And trading for Pete Alonso feels like an impossible task. But of all of the impossible tasks at this moment today, December 22nd, it feels like the most, uh, the, the, the least impossible of all of the impossible things that they need to do. Yeah, there definitely could be a fit there. They could use another bat that they didn't have one player last year with over a 500 slugging. So that could definitely nope. be something. Uh, let's talk about the other perceived finalist in New York. 
And uh, let's talk about the New York Yankees. It seemed yeah. like the Yankees at one point were the it had the inside track, right? We had seen, um, I believe, uh, is it Ty Schmidt from the Pat McAfee show? He had put something out about like a oh, nine, yeah. year, nine for 326. 326. <laughs> and we're like, what? It was, I didn't buy it at first, but th- it gave me pause. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, I mean, they have that show on ESPN now. I mean, they, they've had conversations with, with Jeff Passan. Uh, so Casey. like, I'm thinking like, could there be something there? You know, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't know what to think about that one, but I also knew he tends to be, you know, more on the, the comedic side of things. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a Yankee fan as well. I felt like he was just trying to have some fun a little bit, but it was just like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know no. what to think about it. I took a step back at first. And uh, then I saw Michael Marino. He had come out and said, like, no, he loves the show, but don't bank on this. And he ended up being right. Um, so in the end, the Yankees, they actually had, it looks like the third highest bid. They stopped at $300 million, according mm-hmm. to the reports, while the Dodgers and the Mets were at 325 So the Yankees, according to the reports, they felt like that was a healthy offer. They thought mm-hmm. that was a fair offer, uh, but in the end, wasn't enough. And I said the same thing about the Yankees, right? Mets, Yankees, they had one thing in common, high payrolls. And I saw there was going to be, I mean, again, who knows with the Mets, you know, would they have even gone higher? Um, but it, I did feel like with the Yankees, especially how Hal Steinbrenner has operated, he's not Steve Cohen. Um, I saw the Yankees tapping out if it got crazy. So, but I, I thought a strong yeah. offer would come from them, but I definitely saw them giving up at some point if it got too high. So for the Yankees right now, I mean, listen, they didn't get Yamamoto, but they got something they really needed. And that was Juan Soto. Let's see if he ends up staying there long-term. But right now, when you look at the Yankees rotation, it's Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Clark Schmidt, Nestor Cortez. And right now Fangraphs is penciling in, uh, Clayton Beater is the number five. So what do you think about the Yankees rotation right now? Uh, it's sure it would have looked a lot better with Yamamoto there, but what are you thinking about the Yankees rotation right now? What are you thinking when it comes to just them as a team? This is a Shane Bieber trade waiting to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to pull together the pieces for Corbin Burns. And and I don't, so I don't think that's going to happen. Dylan Cease, the asking price is too high. Uh, what other starting pitchers? Um, maybe a Jesus Lazardo situation. Um, I, 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 I did uh, float a trade possibility out there for that, and, and, and it does work if the Yankees take on Avisel Garcia's contract. And I know you're saying, well, wait, Jim, they just brought in Trent Grisham. Well, you sent Trent Grisham to Miami as well. You sort of swap Grisham and Garcia. Yankees have to add two prospects into the deal. It has to be Everson Pereira, and I'm trying to think who the other – I believe I had a pitcher uh, added into the mix as well. The Yankees could pull off the Jesus Lazardo trade, but the real easy trade, you could probably find a one-for-one trade, is with Cleveland for Shane Bieber, and you're bringing him in there, Shane Bieber, one year, stick him in the middle of that rotation, so you've got uh, – you, you've got – Cole, you're banking on a Rodon bounce back. You have Bieber in there at the number three. That's a high upside three. And Schmidt and Cortez. Like, something has to be done. Beater doesn't get the job done. 
Carlos Rodon at the number two spot and then a, a healthy gap between the skill level between that and, and, and where the number three starter is, they need somebody that has a higher floor, a much higher floor. And I think Shane Bieber is the way to go. I think Burns is going to cost too much. Lozardo trades. It, it, it's that's going to be, that's going to be pricey too. I think you can get Shane Bieber. That feels like the way to go. Cause I don't see the answer on the free agent market. Do you? I don't. I think it's got to be a trade. The only one I could see, and it's more because I'm thinking of the pitching coach, Matt Blake. I'm thinking, could they see some intrigue in Giolito a little bit? Oh, Guys. the fan base would be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but ERA, you know, definitely skyrocketed when it went after he got traded, yeah. uh, when he went to the Angels and then the Guardians in the, the season. He had a, a rough second half, but he was pretty solid in the first half. But the one thing with him is, you know, he's going to give you innings. That's the one thing you can count on with him. Will they be good innings? I don't know. Uh, but Matt Blake, he's all about the analytics. Yep. He's all about, you know, using the technology. I wonder if that could be something where they see Giolito as a guy. We're like, hey, you know what? There is still a good pitcher here. Can we maybe find something with him? You know, get like a one-year deal, you know, two-year deal to kind of reestablish the market a little bit. I wonder if they take a chance. It might be... Yeah, a decent sized contract for one year. It could even, we've even heard like $20 million for Lucas Giolito for one year, which sounds kind of crazy considering mm -hmm. how bad he was with the angels and the party. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only free agent I could maybe see. I mean, if I'm looking at some of these other ones, I <laughs> could Marcus Stroman finally live out his dream and become a New York Yankee. My goodness. Um, <laughs> you know, could you see, like someone like like Sean Mania on like a cheap deal, like a Michael Lorenzen, you know. Hyunjin Ryu. Paxton, could we have a reunion? Maybe. Ryu. It's Hyunjin Ryu. That's the Ryu guy. Would be interesting. Uh, I could see them doing that, like a one-year deal for a guy. Nothing crazy, but someone that you, you get some upside out of him. But yeah, I could see like a Shane Bieber trade. That could be something. Um I think really, though, at the end of the day, what they're really going to try and count on is getting Rodon back on track, yeah. getting Cortez back on track. That's what I think. Uh, I think, you know, Rodon had just a bust of a year last year, but they got a, a lot of money invested in this guy. They need yep. to really do something with him. Um, let's see if he can be healthy. Right. He had a bad start with health wise or health wise last year. So. That's what I honestly think. I think they're really thinking like, all right, instead of going out there and trying to put band-aids, we need to kind of really focus on our own players too. So but again, I could see like a one-year mm -hmm. deal or like Bieber, like he won't cost much to get. He really shouldn't. Bieber, Bieber should be easy to get. No, Bieber is, is not a lot. And people, people think it would be expensive. Uh, oh. No, he won't cost a lot. He will not I mean, even cost you anywhere near a top 100 prospect in my opinion. Right, that's it. I mean, so. Shane Bieber, literally, like, just I'll pull up uh, the prospects. Let's, we'll, we'll mess around with the prospects here. Yankee fans, would you trade? I mean, would you do Beater for Bieber? Would you do, would you do, I mean, Luis Heal's way too far off the radar at this point. But, like, we're talking about guys, I, I believe the Yankees could give up for Shane Bieber that would be inconsequential to the 2024 season, the 2025 season. You could whoever you give up for Bieber, you will not miss. You could you could probably package prospects that failed to launch. Going back to 2021 
when we were looking at Luis Heel, uh, maybe even Oswaldo gets, uh, you know, Estevan Floreal. Just get the whole group together of prospects that failed to launch. Send them to Cleveland. That's it. That's it. It's the Luis Heel, Davey Garcia, and uh, Estevan Floreal trio headed to Cleveland for Shane Bieber. Done. Sounds dandy to me. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, but here's what we're going to do. We're at the 45-minute mark, and uh, we got a couple more things to talk about. So if you are live with us, don't worry. Stay here. Everything is good. Uh, but for the replay viewers, we're going to put the rest of this on to the podcast format. So you can listen to that, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, again, just a reminder for everyone, if you can, Hit the downloads for us. Make sure those are turned on. If you can, if you like our faces enough, please leave us a five-star review if you think we're doing a good job, of course. Um, but for those of you that are watching the replay, goodbye for now. And uh, you can catch the rest of this in podcast format. If you are live, stick with us. We're here. Um, let's kind of get into a few of the other teams here. We have the Red Sox the Blue Jays, and we'll even dive into the Giants a little bit here. So, you know what? Hey, let's talk with your, let's talk with your Blue Jays. We don't know really what where the Blue Jays even were with this whole thing. Their name had popped up. I think they had a meeting. Um, I, don't, I don't even think they had a meeting. I, I truly, honestly don't. Uh, there was never there, – there was a report that there was supposed to be one, but then there was never any follow-up to that. Mm -hmm. the, we, we heard that there was going to be a meeting – a week ago, and then the last time we, or the next time we heard about it was Mark Feinstein's tweet last night when he threw the Blue Jays in, and um, he threw the Blue Jays in a tweet as the Jays still being one of the finalists. Ben Nicholson Smith, who who's uh, who works for Sportsnet and and covers the Jays, within five minutes had a retweet of that saying the Blue Jays are not in on Yamamoto and do not expect to get him. So the Blue Jays were far away from this thing, and if anything, they were used for leverage early on to keep the Yankees honest. Maybe the Blue Jays got lumped in. Look, I start to think the fact that the Blue Jays were even in the conversation never made sense to me because they didn't need the pitching. Yeah. It, it As we have seen everything fall the way it did, it almost feels like Otani and Yamamoto were a package deal. And that's how Toronto was even looped into Yamamoto at the very beginning is that those two were a package deal. Wherever Otani went, he was going to structure his contract so that Yamamoto could come to yeah. it. Really, And that's the only reason I think the Blue Jays were even linked in is that it had been thought it in that advanced level. That's a good way to think about it, to be honest with you, because I mean, look what ended up happening. They're a package yeah. deal. Um, maybe you think, you know, Maybe the Blue Jays were looking at it that way. And they, thought, and they said, oh, crap, we didn't get Otani. Well, we might as well still try and talk to Yamamoto. I mean, we're already in the ballpark. We might as well. Right. Um, but what do you think right now? I mean, really, when you think about it, it feels like the offseason is really just starting right now with the two big names off the board. So yep. if you were to give me like a quick rundown and Blue Jays fans, what do you think? What, what do you think they need to do? We did touch on it a little earlier. I gave you my thought. And what yep. I thought they needed to add, but anything else that we could be thinking of for the Blue Jays? So they have seven players that were free agents mm -hmm. and they have signed zero free agents. So they have a lot of work to do. Now they don't need to add any starting pitching. They have great starting pitching right now. Um, 
they if 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 uh, if Alec Manoa doesn't work out in spring training, Ricky Tiedemann hopefully will be there. They have six guys that they're going to be heading into spring training, and then some others that'll be competing. But really, one through four is set. They'll have two or three guys competing for the five spots, so the rotation doesn't need anything. Uh, the bullpen is looking pretty solid. Jordan Hicks is on his way out, but they still have Chad Green. They still have Romano. They have. Uh, they have Swanson. They have a lot. Uh, they have Miza. They have a lot in the bullpen. Maybe they add one piece there. It's all about the bats. It is all about adding depth. It is all about the bats. It is it is lefty bats. It's the same old story. Um, they do need to replace Kevin Kiermeyer. They can move Varsho to center field. Opens up a spot in left field. That is why, Blue Jay fans, I was not against the idea of Guriel making a comeback. Um, it was far-fetched but it kind of made sense he was the best left fielder available in this free agent class um i worry about the dollar amount in the years for cody bellinger that's the rumor right now from bob nightingale is that the blue jays are the favorite for cody bellinger but i'm worried about the years i'm worried i put it this way robbie you're a guy that's still in the dating game right you're not married you're not attached yet Think of it from a relationship status. I know well, you're attached. I, I, I have. I'm sorry. I have to say because she, she will get mad. No, I am. I am happily, uh, happily with, with, with a girlfriend. Happily uh, with. She will get irate if I just let that one go. <laughs> All right. Happily with. Happily with. But but there's nothing on there's nothing on the finger, right? So no, no. So let's say you find out. No, let let let's let's rewind it back. You're single again in this hypothetical world mm -hmm. and you meet this girl and she's amazing. She looks great. She's done up. Well, she is amazing. Intellectually. It's phenomenal. You got a friend who's like, wait, 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 you haven't heard about her. No, what dude last year she was in rehab, man. She couldn't get herself together. <laughs> like it was a mess. And the year before that she was on drugs. Like, no, 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 dude. The last two years, I know it looks good now, but dude, two years ago was a wreck. You really want to get into an eight-year relationship with this person? You would say, whoa, wait, let me pump the brakes here. That's Cody Bellinger in a real-life scenario. <laughs> That's why I'm concerned about Cody Bellinger and the Toronto Blue Jays. So I, I keep getting to what the Blue Jays need to do is try to figure out a way to pull off the impossible. And that is a trade for Alex Bregman, a trade for Luis Robert, a trade for Pete Alonso. These are impossible things. These are things that have a 0.01% chance of happening. But if the Blue Jays are going to truly get better, that's kind of where it is.